Welcome listeners to the Prep Me podcast, a podcast about this wonderful world we call medicine and uh, most of all, how to get you into that lab coat. You're hearing your usual pre-med guides. I'm Tora and this is Chansey. Hello, everybody. And we are the hosts of the show. So you want to know who else is getting you into that white lab coat? Prep 101, our sponsor, which provides the best MCAT prep test prep service out there, personalized study guides, expert instructors, and the most practice materials you could ever want. Check them out at prep101.com slash MCAT for all, and I mean all, your test prep needs. So today on the show, I think Chancey, you're going to be bursting my bubble a little bit here because I think Psych and Sos section of the MCAT is the easiest. I mean, I have that impression. I think a lot of us do and we're wrong, right? I think you can be wrong only because Psych Sos is like, it's the new kid on the block. It's the, some people will be like the fluffiest material, the very much, you know, the definition, you got the answer. And we, we get scooped on the test. That is the test takers and the students get scooped when we're overconfident. We go in and we're like, there was only one question about Pavlov's dog experiment and everything else was papers on things. I don't know what they were talking about. They were talking about like the concept of a new format of retention and studying for tests like the MCAT. I didn't read about that. I stumbled my way through it and spent 15 minutes on a passage huge red flags. We don't want that, but I think that's what happens, right? People underestimate and they go and they write and they're shocked with how it really wasn't what they studied per se. It's like the one section where you study and it feels the best, but then when you go to the section, you're like, oh, they really didn't test the way I thought they were going to test. So is it somehow, would you call it in between the, the bio, the cars, like somewhere in between where it's like about test taking, but you also have to know the big words behind that? hundred percent. That's actually an elegant way to say it. I would say it does fit perfectly sort of between bio and cars because you feel that time crunch. There's a bit of reading to it. A lot of the experiments won't solely be graphs and numbers. There's going to be discussions, sort of um, clippings from papers that are going to be there and you need to appraise and interpret. Um, and then certainly employ your foundation of all the definitions and the terms and the baseline experiments that you learn for psych But you have so much more to apply because it's cars like in the sense that you know, there's lots of experiments that are popping up there that you would not have had to study or think about interpreting in your prep work. Because, okay, so with bio, I find some of the hardest questions are interpreting the scientific method, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, which of the following is, uh, con- what, which control was the, were the researchers missing? And that's always a difficult one. Psychosis mm-hmm. is just that a lot more, like a lot more scientific method questions. Are they just as hard as the ones that I find in bio? I think easily just as hard, if not more convoluted, because they're going to be, they're certainly, they're going to dive into the scientific method. They're going to dive into the um, definition of a control of a confounder. Like they're going to test the research method and hypotheses just as much as the bio section, but they're going to stay within their lane of psych in terms of the, the topics, right? Because psych like bio, just like you can say, okay, I need to know cardio. I need to know glycolysis. I need to know my nephro. You have psych isn't just psych right? You're going to have topics that I'm just trying to think about the test itself, but you're going to have, um, you're going to learn about dreams. You're going to learn about development. You're going to learn about, um, 
stress and emotional regulation, memory, learning, These are huge. Um, Those are huge topics. They're huge, right? And there's so many studies in with, within those of what, you know, you're going to learn from your baseline and you're studying from like exam crackers, which we hope you use because they're the best books or any book that you, you use, you're going to learn those baseline uh, experiments, but they're just, they're huge topics. You're never going to be able to know all of them, but you need to be able to appreciate the basics so that hopefully you've mapped out an approach to handle these big honking intimidating passages. So I had to, I was a, a sub once um, for one of the, the psychos um, instructor got sick. So they're like, Tora, can you teach the first lecture of psychos? And I was like, I looked through the material. I'm like, I can't, it was mostly psych. I do have a, a, some courses under my belt in psych. And I'm like, I did. And I taught it and it was at least the first lecture and I haven't done the rest of the course. So I'm not necessarily one to speak expertly about it. A lot of definitions. Mm-hmm. Lots of definitions, but the, the concepts weren't as hard. No, not like, not when you're studying anyway. Not like the nephron, you know? No, 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 for sure. For sure. I'll give you that. (laughs) Like I hate you guys. Well, you know this. I hate the kidney. I mean, I'm learning to love it, but I hate the kidney, man. That's stupid nephron. But yeah, that's hard. Like it's genuinely hard in any way you look at it. But some of the psych subjects, I was like, it's complicated, but I can, I know I can understand if I put the time in. That's it. Is if you put the time in and you can read it all, there's very few moments in psych social when you're like, oh gosh, I don't get that. I'm going to have to read that 10 more times to get it. No, like you're going to, if you read it at like an active kind of reading pace um, and write down your notes, you're going to get it. Like I'm thinking of like memory. Like I'm even just pulling up my own notes, my notes now when I was teaching psych social, like memory, like it's tough to teach psych and social because it's so much of Here's this term, know this definition. So I spend most of my time giving you examples of these models, like examples of what is like in learning, what is observational learning versus classical conditioning? And what's a real world example of that? Because the MPAT's going to appreciate or expect you, I should say, to read a passage. And if they ask you, you know, what type of learning is going on here, you need to be able to identify it without using the very characteristic experiment of dog bell food, which is what we always use when we think about classical conditioning, right? I want to give you more examples and sort of broaden your your catalog so that you recognize when, oh, this experiment indeed is classical conditioning, or you know what, this isn't classical conditioning, this is more operate conditioning. You need to be able to pull those out. You might have understood them crystal clear in the MCAT prep course or in your own studying, but then when I throw this really convoluted scenario, it may not be as clear to say, oh, is that operant or is that classical? Or did it start as classical, but then evolve to operant, right? There's going to be so many answer combinations and that's what makes it a pain in the butt. Is it underestimated? By, I would say by most people, unless you're the psych major, I think you <laughs> respect your field and respect that you're like, no, this needs time and I still need to practice. But it's me as like the bio major who thinks I've done, you know, a psych course, I've done an anthro course and a social course. I should be pretty well inept to do this. Wrote the new section. I was like, okay, not quite inept, not quite, a, not not quite as innate as I want it to be. So I still needed to practice it, just like cars, in terms of like the style of questioning and the way they would pull information from me because it's not as expected. Well, so that that's my next question. Actually, is that did you study more like cars or did you study more like bio? I, I don't think I could say I studied more like cars in terms of the strategies, because it's such a unique, as you know, as the master, cars is so unique in terms of how we break down passages and break down the author, the idea, and they sort of predict the questions to come. With like Soch, I found that like, I studied like bio because there's just a lot of memorization in terms of the baseline experiments, the baseline definitions, the progression through development memory, all the topics. 
but I still needed to practice so many psych sections just to see how they would test me. I think the way they test you in bio is a bit more predictable than the way they test you in the psych. So yeah, it's so but pre- once you put bio the time so in, predictable, you get it. Like you get, if you put the time in like to any section, Psychosocial in particular, you get it. I just didn't think I'd have to put that time in. I thought it would be very, very study this. Oh, there's the answer. Study that. Oh, that's clearly the answer. And it wasn't as uh, direct of a tether that I appreciated it to be. Was that, was Psychosocial your weakest science? Your like the first time you took the exam? I know Cars was always your, <laughs> your hey, outlier. <laughs> hey, this is not the form for that. Um, yeah, yeah, folks. Cars wasn't wasn't great. Hey, you know what? Cars got cars got good. Yeah, I, I know because you just have cars. to you it just happened. have to practice. <laughs> But uh, you know what? I think it, for all of my full length tour, I think it was usually a tie sort of between chem physics and psych but it started with psych being the weakest of the sciences. And I, from the very things we just talked about, it was my underestimation and what I need to put in for study time and practice time that bumped it back up and put it on par with like a 127, 128, we'll say compared to the chem and the physics. But it wasn't as like quick. Like, I think I alarmed myself by being like, what the heck? why are you doing so poorly at Sexoge? What's what's the disconnect here? And I think it was a combination of like the language and I keep using the word convoluted because it's basic studying items and studying terms and, and knowledge, but it's so convoluted the way they have question stems to, you know, the question stems I always joke about, about like, which of the following is least likely to be false? It's the wording around it um, that gets you. So that is certainly prevalent in, in psych and social. And the first, when the first three lines of the question stem, if you deleted them, it wouldn't change the question at, at all. And you get so lost in trying to decipher the first little chunk of information that they give you that you don't realize until you start reading the answers that it was irrelevant. Mm-hmm. It's like and, cars that way for psychosocial. They have these big stems and they talk about like they recap the whole experiment and you think your question is going to be summarize the experiment. And they start by saying in this experiment, so-and-so pro- proved that this and the summary was that. They're like, oh shoot, well, what's the question then? You just gave me all the information. <laughs> and then they get to the question afterwards, which is a bit more tricky. So um, in terms of studying for it, okay. So do you, you write out your definitions, you do your practice. Um, you've taught now for Prep 101. And again, reminder that of course, Prep 101 is our sponsor and we have worked for them in the past and sometimes still do. Um, so, but we're not biased in that way. Um, do you think that the psych so section of Prep 101 is comprehensive enough for the exam? I'm really putting Prep 101 on the spot here, but look, they don't really listen to us. They just... No, a hundred percent. Because you have to think of like this too. I've had the unique... Uh unique platform that I was teaching the material, but then also studying it at the same time. Cause I was, when I wrote the MCAT, the last one was the new MCAT, right? It was the new, the beast, the 2015 beast of an MCAT. So I had not written a psych social in a real full length exam other than the practices that we do as instructors. Right. So I was teaching and I was studying and I was using prep on one materials. So I'm biased that way, but I loved it. Like I felt so much more confident being able to, like I was teaching it, I was studying it before I taught it. So it just, it clicked. Right. I think, one of Prepa One's strongest classroom companions, right? One of the, like what we use was yeah. actually psych because yes, it's a lot of definitions, but there's so much space in the margins to give examples. And that's how psych worked. It was teaching examples and learning more examples in my own studying, right? Because you do not want to be sort of in, a, in the corner of a room stuck with your one example so that you can't recognize patterns in psychological methods or study design and all that, which is that's, that's psych right? Appreciate it's the design. so much application understand the results and figure out the conclusion or where the next directions are going to be. Like you are the scientist in psych Stats. How much, how much st- statistics is on that exam? 
I wouldn't say there's much more than um, than bio, but I've also written some psych socials where I thought of this is a lot of stats. Like, I don't think I've written it a version that just had this much. So you certainly see uh, some degree of like a little bit more tilted with some, you know, statistically heavy analysis versus less, but you're going to see a lot of the same basics as it relates to like even bio, like you're going to get your basic chi squares, your cap and Myers. Um, you're going to get understanding your standard error of the means like those, those still pop up. You're still going to have to understand. I don't really understand any of those. <laughs> no, I know a chi squared because I'm a geneticist. What's the second one you said? What is that? Kaplan Meyer, Kaplan Meyer curve. It's like a, like a mortality curve or a negative effect curve that over time, if someone someone's exposed to a certain thing, how does it negatively impact them? The most like a death curve? Being death. Yeah, exactly. The most ultimate example is like a death curve. Like over time, how many people you know die off to a certain condition or medical disease, oh. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I've never heard it called that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so is stats is in a way like organic chemistry is to the organic chemistry section or the chem section and, and, and bio. Is it mm-hmm. some tests you'll see a lot of organic chemistry and it's hard. Some mm-hmm. tests, maybe not as much as the kind of the same with stats. There's not some predictable, it's 10% of the exam or 5% of that section or whatever. It's, it kind of varies. Yeah, I think so. And if you have to put numbers on it, it's probably like five to 15% to right. I'd say that's my guesstimate. I don't know for sure, but I certainly remember just doing, I probably did 20 to 30 psych so sections in my prep for the MCAT. And of the 20 to 30, I would say it was on the lighter side than the heavier side of stats. But then my real length MCAT, I remember it, it was more stats heavy. So it just goes to show you can't really predict it, but prepare for it. You know, good courses and good study materials are going to walk you through the basics to MCAT stats and math. And you shouldn't brush it off. You shouldn't think like, oh, I've heard it's basic. I heard I don't even need a calculator. I'll be fine. No, if you haven't done stats or it's been a little bit of time, you need to review that because it's just easy points, right? Now, in, when it comes to um, uh, doing, so we've got Psychos. Um, what courses in university does it cover? Is it your typical first year, one single site course, second, first one course of SOS? Mm-hmm. Or more. I'd say so. I'd say I'd say it's that, and you probably still have a bit of overkill by doing the full year of psych. It's really like in many universities, and I haven't attended all of them because that's that would be impossible. But <laughs> thinking back to like my intro psych, the first semester, and then probably my first or only semester of sociology was a good sort of level of baseline. There's still more specific details that even on the MCAT they come up that you didn't learn in class. And then on the other side, there's many, many other topics that you learn in class that will never pop up on the MCAT because there's just no time. Or at least like when you think about the AMC and the way they organize the section of PsychSoch, they've got pretty clear objectives, which is kind of nice. It's not like, I mean, bio has it, but there's so much more bio material. It's a bit more of a gamble. With PsychSoch, it's so predictable what you're going to see. Like you will always have language and cognition. You will always have something on memory. You will always have something on society and culture or like um, social inequalities. Like they're always on there. So you feel a bit more confident going into the section if you put your time in those areas. Rather like in bio, you and I know, like you could study immunology because it was the hardest part for you and then not see immunology on your MCAT and be like, oh, what a bummer. I worked so hard on that and it didn't even pop up. Okay. Okay. That's good. Okay. So predictable in a way. Mm -hmm. Uh, First year course. Did I ever tell you? I don't think I've told you this. Um, there, I think one of the reasons why I think historically I've underestimated psych and SOS, and I'm going to stop doing that, is because, um, so my first year, you know, my first year wasn't uh, particularly stellar as a student. Yeah, echo that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not so good. Um, and uh, I went to my first psych class and they and this, the prof said, it was really boring, but he said, oh, if you do better on the final than you do in your midterms, you, uh, I'll take that final mark as your total grade. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, see ya. <laughs> I did not go to class. Zero. Didn't write any midterms. Didn't didn't know anything that was done. And I went and I was like, oh, I guess I have a final. And I sat the final without having a textbook. Nothing. I got an A. I'm so stressed hearing this. I'm so stressed hearing this. I And I hate you so much for that. I, I, I'm stressed hearing it and I hate you. No, because back in the day, we had to actually check our grades on paper. Like your unofficial grades were like a paper thing posted to your prof's door. Yeah. And I went there and I found my ID and I like lined across my finger and it was like A. And I was like, no, that can't be it. And I, I t- t- closed the paper. Then I walked away. I was like, oh, I must have the wrong room. Like, that clearly, I, I clearly could not have cold called an A. And then I went back and I like walked and then walked back and then like checked it again. I'm like, there's my ID. No, I checked my ID number. I was like, maybe I got my ID wrong. No, no, no. And I got an A. So, and anyways, folks, this is another episode of how Torah broke the academic system. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the rest of the rest of my academic career, I studied my absolute butt off. But anyways, for every other A I had to earn, but that was hilarious one. So I feel like that is why I've looked at psych and so and I well, I did do like a psych class in high school. So I think that kind of primed me to just have that foundation. Well, obviously something stuck, you remembered some aspect or you're just exceptionally good at multiple choice if that was your exam. Or yeah, it was all multiple good choice. Common sense, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So anyways, you know what a good point about the psych social though, I have to say is I think as being like an instructor and being someone who's doing grad school and then running the lab. And then I sure you can relate from like the, like being a professor and teaching this type of content, studying psych social was actually kind of refreshing because it was interesting. I thought it was sort of neat. I liked the manipulation of like people and experiments. I like the interpretation of how we grow and develop and how like you really find your opinion in the matter as to like how you think like nature versus nurture and the value of observational learning versus like something like classical conditioning that we talked about earlier, how they like sway depending on who you are and how you're raised and the experiences you have. Like that's super it's super refreshing as someone who just spent like hours and hours doing bio or hours and hours practicing cars to come and just read psych and be like, yeah, this, it, it comes easy. It makes sense. And that's an interesting experiment. So I think that was nice. Do you remember more from psych than you do say the biochemistry, like the enzyme kinetics because it's, because it resonated at the time, a hundred percent, like going into the exam, a hundred percent, or even just like chem organic. I just, it stuck because I found kind of like cars, right? Like I, you said it, many times. And then the last time we talked about cars is like, you have to approach every section or every passage. Like you're excited by it. Like it's the best thing and the most thrilling topic in the world. And I found that I was doing that more naturally with psych. I was just like interested by it. So it stuck, right? So find interest. I mean, that, I mean, that's true for all passages, but maybe psych it's easier to do. Yeah. A hundred percent. And the thing is, you're still going to see things that are predictable and studies you've heard about forever. Like the classical Pavlov's dog or talking about uh, Pache's theorem. Like you're going to, you're going to see all this basic stuff that you've been learning about probably since high school, but there'll be some more in-depth topics that maybe you haven't spent so much time talking about, especially as it relates to like social demographics inequalities uh, and culture, like the anthropology, that's something that will be new to a lot of folks if you haven't done those courses, but it's interesting material, right? So if you find interest, you can put the time into reading it. You'll be fine. Like you'll, you'll be fine on the MCAT. There will be freebies that are identify this term, match the definition. Um, and if you've got those basics, even the research studies will come naturally. You just need to be exposed to the way you're going to be tested. That's all. You know what? You got me thinking. I, I really think, okay. So with prep 101, the MCAT course, right? They, uh, they offer online. I feel like I'm just going to log in to one of the classes. It sounds like it's going to be fun. It probably will be fun. 
I don't know. I feel like I'm motivated to learn about you're it. Gonna get this into is good. Psych Sosh now. Get into Psych Sosh. Branch Not that you out need. What, what are you trying to make that A and A plus? Is that why you're doing this? <laughs> yeah. Well, if I cold call an A, then I better be able to study for five minutes and get an A plus. Right? That's logical. No, that makes <laughs> makes sense. sense. For every five minutes, you go up a grade point. All right. Well, sure. um, with that, we will wrap and say uh, Psychosis is really well done by Prep 101, which is our sponsor. Um, and they teach the comprehensive MCAT course, which covers everything that you need to know for your upcoming MCAT. And uh, courses are starting right away. So all, always all around the calendar. So t- take a look at Prep 101 slash MCAT. Um, and, uh, and maybe we'll see you over the course of the year joining us. And uh, Chancey, I'm not sure. Are you, are you planning teaching anywhere psych? Psychosis stuff? To be determined. I... Hard to fit, hey? Don't don't get me wrong. I do like throwing on the blazer with the tweed patches and thinking mm-hmm. a different way from the bio lab coat setup. So there's a possibility, but it's not committed yet. All right, cool. Well, you might yeah. see Chancy. Who maybe. knows? Maybe maybe I'll branch out. No, I shouldn't. You see Torah. Yeah. No. A, a, you got an A. Come on. I know, but I don't feel like, you know, Prep 101 prides itself on having expert instructors. And like, I'm a cell biologist and a writer. Like cars and bio, that's where I belong. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I feel like I should... You know, I don't think you should pay the money to have me teach you psych and so. I don't know. <laughs> well, whoever teaches you, it will be well if you do this. And if you go it alone, just take the time to read the interesting studies and experiments and then rock a few practices and you'll be fine. Once again, thank you for joining us on the Prep Me podcast. Follow us on anywhere you get your podcast. Subscribe and download and share with your friends. We'd love to hear from you again. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>